0: say, good morning. Parsha's Kisisa. Morning. So uh, we begin with something very interesting from the uh, something that probably many of us are familiar with. And that is, if we take a look in the beginning of Kisisa, you have uh, the two longest aliyos that begin a parsha than any other parsha. Right? You have a huge aliyah tosheni, another tremendous aliyah toshlishi, and then the rest of it, you know, we make up for lost time. You know what's pshat? So many are familiar with the idea that the uh, first two aliyahs speak about, what, the, uh, the ched ho'egel, especially the, the second aliyah, which is about the ched HaEgel, who gets the second aliyah, Levi. <laughs> so, you know, there's a halacha that um, a blind person or somebody who has a mum, we're not allowed to call him up to the Torah for that aliyah. It's embarrassing that he should read in the Torah about Ivar, piseach. Uh, uh, so, uh, for the ched Hoegal we don't want a Yisrael who contributed to making to the, the egel to be called up to an Ali about the egel. So we call up the, the Levi, who had, did not contribute to the egel. So no one else should be embarrassed by being called up to that part of the Torah. We have over here a number
1: What's, one. What's with coin? is not from the egel. It's from Shave- the Shady. Shady. From, oh, Sheini. from Sheini from stops. but we, we want
0: to get up to the ego for the Levi right so we we uh, as much territory as we, we cover as much ground in the beginning this way we give the levy the whole Maisa the ego, and then uh, afterwards you know we split it up very uh, quickly the first two of Kisisa are much longer than anywhere else HaDinhu, the Din is Magnavam Zan Mishu Ivar A'Piseach A blind person, a crippled person a Likroy Lo'ai Parashas I shaver. We don't read for him It's a Din It's a, din. It's a No, the Din, the Egal is a minug. But there's a din. You're now to call up a blind person about the part of the Torah that speaks about someone who's blind. Right? Shevet Levi, you like his statue for asius oegel. Shevet Levi did not make the eagle. For parsha so eagle. Yallu le Torah, levim. That's why they made a takana that for the parsha the eagle only levim get called up. Right? The right? Magnav Ram brings this down also. Okay. We come to something very interesting. Moshe Abenu says in this week's parsha, Rebani either forgive their sin or take my name out of your Sefer. Right? Vi'atah now, Imtisa If you bear their sin good, V'imayin, mechini na, Wipe me out, me asher From your Sefer that you wrote. What is your Sefer? Right, so the Rashi says, Mikal Kula, wipe my name out of the Torah. Why? alai so that people don't say about me, Hayisi Lavakish that I was not worthy to ask for mercy for the Jewish people. In other words, if Moshe Rabbeinu's name as the leader of the Jewish people is going to be mentioned in the Torah, people are going to criticize Moshe. Hey, Moshe, you couldn't daven. You weren't great enough to daven for them. So therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Wipe my name out. That's why like, nobody will know who I am. And nobody will, you know, nobody will underestimate my greatness. Isn't that a
1: little bit of gaiva? Yeah, it's a lot of gaiva, if you ask it's me. I to say that, you know, I, 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 I was I pal but yeah. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't answer me. Yeah. I mean, so Moshe Rabbeinu, take my name out of the
0: Torah. He's willing to give up the great privilege of being mentioned in the Torah. Why? So he doesn't get a little criticism? What, he, he, he was such so haughty, chas that he couldn't bear. He said, God, either listen to my tefillah, but I don't want anyone ever to criticize me that I wasn't great enough to daven for the Jewish people. I mean, this is Maish Rabbeinu's anav mikaladam? I mean, how does that make any sense? And this is a question that's uh, raised by the Briska Rav. It's brought down in number four in the Sefer Shaila me, It doesn't make any sense. Rabbeinu is Rabbeinu's of mikaladam? And he's willing to forego the eternal merit of being mentioned in the Torah. Why? He doesn't want someone to say he wasn't great enough. I mean, do you understand how great it is to be mentioned in the Torah? He brings down in the third paragraph of number four. You know how hush of it is to be mentioned in the Torah? In Shemais Raba, it brings down, Reb Shemar Eichay said, that that, Shlo, that Reb Shemar Echai said, that it would have been better for Shlomo to be a janitor of of, I'm not going to say of a toilet, the, the Medr says. Of The, the Medr says, Goy that it shouldn't be written about him in the Torah that his wives turned away his heart. Even though he didn't really sin. But nevertheless, something written in the Torah, right, is eternal, is eternal greatness. So Mishabin is willing to forego his entire mention in the Torah so that people don't criticize him? Find something very interesting. Also, at the end of uh, this week's parasha, Moshe Abenu, he uh, puts on a mask. That's like one of the sh- strangest things you'll he ever right hear. Moshe Abenu was wearing a mask. What kind of mask was he? A Batman? What was he wearing exactly? His face lit up so much
1: that people's eyes couldn't. Take it, so he well, he was so bright. Light. So let
0: them wear the mask. What does he have to wear the mask for? Yeah,
1: it's, it's Europe, you know, it's, 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 what's he wearing the
0: mask for? Went. What kind of mask was it? He's wearing, you know, uh, uh, Obama
1: mask. What kind of mask?
0: Didn't
1: you tell us, well, yeah, of we we
0: said many oh, Pshatan. So far, in all the questions we've had, we've already given many answers to them in the past. But um. But uh, this is new. We never, we never took this avenue. Okay, so what exactly? Well, what kind of mask was it?
1: African mask.
0: So Ibn Ezra says, we always learned the mask was because he radiated so much light. Says the Ibn Ezra, just the opposite. It's not that, it, listen to this. Yehish look in the Ibn Ezra. Shehaar Haya Mishchadish Bessnei Moshe B'choles Shehaar Yaba El Oyo Maid V'ydabra El Meshem Moshe Rabbeinu only had the light When he spoke to God. V'haya He would leave V'har Oymid Kozman Shehaim Edabra El B'nei Whenever Moshe spoke to the people The word of God, His face emanated light U'v'chalo But when he finished speaking the word of God, He stopped illuminating Yosem Hamasra of Pan of Kashahayu. You know why he put on the mask? Because his face stopped emanating light after he stopped teaching Tyra. That would have been that would have been uh, a detraction of the greatness of Moshe, people would see his face without the light. You hear the Ibn Ezra. The Ibn Ezra is saying the exact opposite of what we always learned. We always learned that his face emanated light, so therefore nobody could look at him, so he had to wear a mask. Says the Ibn Ezra, no, his face only emanated light. A, when God spoke to him. B, when he spoke to the Jewish people. But Chas the Jewish people should see Moshe Abein without emanating light. It would be embarrassing to Moshe that they don't recognize his godless. So therefore he covered it. It was a big, great cover-up. It was a big scam. He wore the mask well, so that people shouldn't see, shouldn't see him he
1: without the light.
0: Was I'm saying what? Well, Moshe Abenu is uh, he's like he's a he doesn't want the people to see him in a compromised situation. But the people could only look at him when he's in his full glory? I mean this is the of Mikol Adam. How do we understand that? So what we learn from here both from the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu said, Imtisa chatasam, wipe me out from the Sefer Torah," And the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu would not allow himself to be seen without the mask, is this a very important uh, limud, A, in how people have to uh, treat and look up to their G'day Yisrael, and B, how the G'day Yisrael needs to act to the people. What does that mean? It means like this, that Torah is a transmission process. It's given over from, from the Rebbe to the Talmidim. The Talmidim have to recognize the godless of the Rebbe. If they don't recognize it, they're not going to be macabre the Torah. If they see the Rebbe as just an ordinary per- person, the Torah is not going to be transmitted to them because they don't have the proper kavod harav. So as humble as Moshe Abinu was, Moshe Abinu recognized that he is the transmitter of the Torah, and if people start to say he was unworthy to pray for the Jewish people then people are not going to be makabal the to from him because it's going to be a diminishment in the Kabal satar. in order to be makabal to Torah from the Rebbe the, the Talmudim have to understand the Godless of the Rebbe and if Moshe Rabbeinu, recognizes it, the Biskarav says, if people are going to start to say Moshe was not great enough to daven for Kal Yisrael, that is going to be a diminishment in the transmission from the Rebbe to the Talmud. And therefore Moshe Rabbeinu says, you know what? Better my name be completely erased from the Sefer tar and I give up all the glory that's involved in being written in the Sefer then than people not recognize the Chashiva Sarav. Look what he says in number 7. It would be a it would seem. In the last paragraph, Ah, oh, if Klal saw would see the Rebbe without his face illuminating, that would not be the proper image that the Talmudim have to have of the Rebbe. That would be a diminishment in Moshe in his role as Rebbe. In other words, as humble as Moshe was, he recognized. He is, right? Taira <todic> Sivalanu Maisha my Rasha Kiyosah. He's teaching Taira to Kaiso. If he's teaching Taira to Kaiso, Kaiso has to recognize him not as a regular guy, but as the Rav. And if they recognize him as the Rav, then they, they, they can only see him the Karne And when his face is not illuminating, it was Maisha's absolute obligation to cover up. To cover up. And that's the Pshat. But, Rebbe, what... One second. One and that's the pshat, why Moshe Hashabinah said, wipe my name out of the Sefer Taira. It's a very, uh, it's a very uh, powerful concept. It's an important concept, you know. Sometimes a, a Rebbe in Yeshiva, he wants to take off his jacket and uh, play ball with the Talmidim. Maybe it's a good idea. He needs to relate with the Talmidim. He needs to connect with them on their level. Yeah, it's a very important idea that the Rebbe has to connect. But there's also an important idea that the Talmidim have to have a certain image of the Rebbe. So how to balance that, you know. There are different approaches, different strokes for different folks. Okay. But there is certainly a concept of that the Talmudim should see the Rabbi Bekarnehite. He was breaking the Kabbalah of his
1: position. What? Uh, he was breaking the of his position, out of himself.
0: Right, that's what the rabbis always say, right? Yeah.
1: It's not me, it's the position, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but only, word, only take foul shots. What? Only take foul shots. Only foul shots. But we know, we know that a Baruch Hu, when Moshe was. Discussing Torah with the B'nai Israel, that the Kurdish Hu's voice came through motion. Remember, we learned that yeah, yeah. he didn't stutter.
0: He didn't stutter, right? correct.
1: So, the fact that he's wearing this mask <clears throat> wasn't an issue about diminishing. They knew that when a Kurdish Hu was speaking to him, that he spoke one way. When a Kurdish Hu was speaking to him, he spoke another way. Or you could ask. he didn't do Did the, to, did the to B'nai
0: Israel that think? that when he put on the mask, the Mnei the, khar they knew his face was not illuminating at that time. So what does he have to cover it up for? The answer is, but they can't see him in that state. The Tamidim also know when the Rebbe goes to sleep at night, he's wearing pajamas. So it doesn't mean the Rebbe should come to shear in pajamas, right?
1: But Rebbe Moshe was stuttering when he didn't speak Torah. So he saw him that way. Okay. And he didn't cover up the stuttering.
0: There's nothing he could do about that. What's he supposed to do? But at least... And that, that was so that Vanessa recognized that it was Shekhinah Medaberat mitach shamasha. Okay, very interesting concept. It's an exact opposite of Rashi. Rashi learns that... Rashi learns he covered up the light because the people couldn't look at the light. Ibn Ezra learns he covered up when the light wasn't there. Okay. Now, we have an unbelievable shot from Rabbi Kiva Eger. What's pshat in this mask, right? You want to hear an unbelievable pshat? Again, the question is: What well, Moshe Rabbeinu wore a mask, or well, was a perm spiel? He put on a mask. Listen to this. Moshe Rabbeinu again was of mikaladim. He was the most humble guy. So I have a question for you. When he taught Torah to Klal Yisrael, did he get up to the le- lectern? uh no, really. Let, let someone else give share. Really, you know, I'm I'm a nobody. He's greater than me. Let let Aaron give share. He got up there with full confidence, and he gave the shir, understanding, he is the, the Maeser HaTayra. But one second, how does that fit into, he's anav Mikal how does he balance the fact that, he is more humble than anyone, how is he able to get up there, and give over the Torah HaYisrael? He has to do it with authority, right, if he's going to do it like a Lema if he's going to do it like, you know, an Anav, you know, rolling his hands, like a, like a nobody, they're not going to accept the Torah, so he has to put on, a facade, he has to put on an act. He has to put on a face. That was the mask. He didn't wear a mask. When it says he put on a mask, it means he put on an image, but deep down he didn't feel that he, that he was that person. Deep down he felt he was nobody. He was on of Mikol Adam. He was afar v'efer v'nachnuma. The mask was the image he put on not for himself, for the benefit of the Talmidim So that they accept the Torah from him in the proper way Tonight,
1: Shabbat, It's not Masha from the words of the pusik The pusik is Kar-Nor, right? The right? tells us that he wore the mask because of the light Not because of that you know, He established a, a persona Of a motivational speaker
0: Does, the, a, does you know, the Torah say he put on the mask Because of the light? Or the Torah just says he had light And he put on a mask Right? The Ibn Ezra learns the exact opposite. The Ibn Ezra learns he put on the mask when the light wasn't there. So this pshadah is saying the purpose, it wasn't an actual mask. It was a certain image. It was a certain face he put on. Okay. We move on. Very interesting. That's from Rabbi Kiv That's from Rabbi Kiv Eger, quote number 8. Then we come on. Right? One of the most dramatic moments in Chumash. Moshe Abenu stands in the gate of the camp. Vayoymer Mi Lashem Eli, who? Is to God, come to me. and all the bnei Levi gathered to him. Rabbi say, what does it mean, Mila Who's on God's team? Come to me. Says Targum Unklos, a completely different translation of the words. Unclos says, Moshe said, whoever fears God, Yesun Levasi, come to me." I mean, where did the Targum get that from? That's not what the words mean. Right? It's like the Targum would have said, uh, Moshe says, Me Lasham Shem Elai, and Targum uncles could have said, you know, whoever went to the Kaila this morning, I mean, that's not what the words mean. Me Lasham, who's on God's team? Where did uncles get these from? Me? I mean, if Moshe meant, Who fears God? He would have said, Me, Yare La Shem Elai. The tagam should say, Who's on God's side? Me let's see the elaka, Eli. You could also ask the question, uh, What does the
1: law mean? The law means <coughs> two. Me im Hashem. You know, the law also is Shvar and Elashem. Yeah. <coughs> How should it have said? <laughs> two Hashem. How should it have
0: said? I mean, me lashem, me let's see the dashem, who's on God's side? Wow. doesn't doesn't say, Me yare lashem? And interesting, the Medrish says, what do you mean, Mila Hashem? Who wouldn't want to be on God's side? I mean, why wouldn't every single Jew run to the side of Moshe? So the Medrish says, what Moshe was really asking is, whoever didn't give jewelry to the Egal, come to me. The women. So then the question is, right? Now, by the way, very few Jews contributed to the Egal, only 3,000 Jews. Even, even of the men, very few. It was, a, it was less than, a, it was a small percentage, Right?
1: 5%. The other ones one right? it, was, it, it wasn't even. It was less than 1%. Percent. Less
0: than 1%. Right? It's point 05 It's It's um, half, one half a percent. Why? 3,000 out of 600,000.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Six thousand. So. Me, man, the dashem, who fears? Dachalaya is dachil, to tremble. Come to me. So the question is if Moshe Arbin was really asking. Who didn't contribute jewelry? So why didn't he? Why did he say who's on God's team? He should say who didn't contribute jewelry. So we have a very interesting uh, comment from the Sefer Birchas Mordechai of um, Rav Azrachi, one of the Rashivas in Chevron uh, today, very uh, very powerful speaker in Eretz Israel. Um, he says like this: Look on the third paragraph. You know, it's written the way he speaks. It's written very dramatically. Look at the third paragraph. If the um, translates this passage. he who fears God, come to me. So, and he says, that the Kavana is, who fears God? He says, mm-hmm. what Kavana couldn't touch the word, so he had to invent a new translation. Why couldn't Targum translate the words the way they're written? And if it meant, who fears God, then Hashem should have written, and should have said, so he says like this, the simple translation of the words, who is Ta Hashem, is Mi Ha Who is connected to God? What does that mean, who's connected to God? Who lives solely for God and doesn't have their own agenda in mind? So you say, everybody, we all live for God. No. Nah. This is not such a small thing. Who could really testify about themselves? Who could say that they're not in it for their own cause? Who could say, with a clear conscience... I live for God, and I'm not interested in my own, you know, my own thing in this world. Very, uh, very hard to say that. Everybody has their own interests. Even people who spend their time learning and davening, everybody is in it for their own benefit. Who could really say they are solely to God? And that is why the Jews were very honest. When Moshe Rabbeinu said, Hashem, Who is only for God and not for themselves? Only some people went to Misha. Who were they? of Levi. What about all the Yisraelim? What about 99% of the Yisraelim who didn't serve the Egal? They couldn't answer honestly that their entire guf, their entire nefesh, their entire ambition is just for Hashem. Only the B'nai Levi. Why couldn't they say that? Who could say they have no cheshvain for their own? How do you know? a couple paragraphs what's the barometer to know how could a person bring himself that he is completely Lashem, and he doesn't have his own in this world there's only one way there is only one tried and tested measure to know if your life is Lashem, And that is, do you have Yira Shamayim? Do you fear God? Do you fear God? What does that mean, do you fear God? Are you thinking on a regular basis that one day, you have to give a din v'cheshbin before HaKadosh Baruch Is a person thinking constantly, I can't do an Avera? Because there's Einish for it, and I have to pursue mitzvahs because there's schar in Oilam or Oilam If a person is a Yari Shamayim, there is no room for his own personal agenda.
1: So the only people that out of the 99%, 99.5%, they're
0: the only ones who responded.
1: I mean, we have other people you would have expected listen, would fall into that category.
0: That's a high mandriga. Now, I have a question for you. If the only barometer is Yereshamayim So why didn't Moshe Rabbeinu just say Mi bakan? Come here if you have Yereshamayim Right, if Moshe Rabbeinu was searching for Shamayim, Why didn't he call out for Shamayim? You know what the answer is? Because if Moshe Rabbeinu would have said Whoever has Yereshamayim, come here You know who would have come? Everybody Because everybody thinks they have Yereshamayim but everybody also recognizes that when it comes down to it, they also have their own personal cheshvainas. So Meshach asks a very piercing question. The piercing question is, Who's on, who lives for God? And nobody could really whitewash that and say, yeah, I live for God. Because everybody recognizes that they have the cheshvainas. But what Mershavinu was really asking for was, who has Shamayim? But to ask straight, who has Yerushamayim? Everybody thinks they have Yerushamayim. But knowing that we have our own Cheshboinosh, that's something we recognize off the bat. So what Mershavinu said was, who's on God's side? What he was getting at was, who has shamayim? Yeah?
1: Yes, the asked
0: for donations in the Mishra it says, the Lishma. <coughs> right, so
1: everybody else did, was it then?
0: They all offered for the mishkan, to give tzedakah. Anyone could give tzedakah. What? Lushma. So that that lishma you could get to. You could you could you could give money. You could open up the wallet and give money, and that money you give lishma. But it doesn't mean your entire existence is lat for Hashem. You could have all the other things a person does with his own chesbainus. So that's a higher madrega That's what he says. He says. How does a person know if he has your Shemayim? Who is on God's side? It's a very uh, powerful diok that he's making over here. That Moshe Abbeinu was looking for people who only live for Hashem. And the only way to reach that level is through Yeroshamayim. But Moshe Rabbeinu is not going to ask, who has Yeroshamayim? Because a person could fool himself into thinking, right? George Bernard Shaw said, when it comes to self-deception, every man is a genius. Right? So if Moshe Rabbeinu would have asked, who has Yeroshamayim? 600,000 people would have lined up. But what he asked is, who is for God? That's a tough question to answer. They
1: were already set up way before that. The whole Shem labor What? The whole of labor was set up way What do you mean set up? For that, for that mission.
0: Yeah, but they, now they have to. They have, have,
1: that, the, you know, they have to kill their
0: time. brothers. What? But now they have to go take the sword and they kill their brother, kill their relatives. That's a high Madriga that for. Uh,
1: they have to kill people. They, yeah, a sham That's a big different lecture.
0: Okay, Rabbi says so something very interesting. Remember in Parshas uh, Balak, Parshas Balak, so uh, Bilam comes to curse Klai Yisrael, and uh, the donkey says, Zesh Sholosh Regalim. Right, what are you going if you're trying to go these three times? So Rashi is bothered by Why does it say Sholosh Regalim? It should say Shalosh Pahamim. So Rashi, Remezlay, he's alluding to him. Atam lakar Uma you're coming to a a nation that celebrates three festivals a year in other words Bilaam is coming to destroy and Hashem says no not so fast they keep Pesach Shavuos and Sukkot why didn't Hashem say they put on tefillin they wear tzitzis and why is Hashem picking on the Shalash Shavuos Shabbos Shabbos they say they retire at the Shabbos table Right? Rosh Kippur. Rosh Kippur. Well, Tyra well, is not. They keep the Shalish Vergalim. But couldn't care less that we keep the Shalish Vergalim. Very interesting. We find, and at the end of this week's parasha the Pasuk says, Eloi ma Don't make idols. Keep Pesach. As if, like, uh, there's no in between grant, and if I don't keep Pesach, it's like I'm making idols. I mean, maybe I won't make idols, and I won't keep Pesach. It almost sounds like, don't make idols, keep Pesach. What does one thing have to do with the other? And if I'm not going to keep Pesach, I'm going to be making idols instead? So the Gemara Darshans, in Masech Makois, we're almost there, Davchav Gimel, Esmichus hapsukim darshukach v'Gemara Amrav Sheishas, of Lazben Azariah, Kol hamevazes hamoyadois, ki ilu if you disgrace Yamtif, it's like death, it's like serving idols. Wow. So if a person is mavaze yamtif, it's like he served idols. Says Rashi, not just Yamtif. If you're Mavazah it's like he served idols. How does Rashi know it's talking about Khalamaid also? Maybe just talking about Yamtif itself. So Meir Varzir. Of the Kahal Kodesh Harchov, says the following pshat. He says like this: Why, if someone is mavaza yamtiv, it's like you served that by the Zarah. He says an amazing thing that how many hours did Klal Yisrael serve the Egal for? Byarham ki Shesh The people saw that Moshe was late, ba sheish, He came in the sixth hour. So they were making the Ege for how many hours? Six hours. How many days of go? do we have? Seven days of Pesach? Fifteen. Seven, Fifteen. Seven days of sukkis. sukkis. and one day of Shavuot. And one day of Shavuot. I guess Shemini Atzars is not making the list. Fifteen days of Yomtev. How many hours of Yomtev
1: 15 times 4 360 306. 306. 306.
0: How many hours of the ego no, 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 no,
1: no. six.
0: 6 6 hours of the ego they serve the ego for 6 hours So the yam tim are mavato the ego times. The 15 days of yam times 24 makes the ego bato bashisha 60 3
1: 360
0: 360 hours of yam is mevatel the six hours of the egal? So therefore, if someone is mevatel yamtiv, it's like he served avodah zara, because the egal comes back. That's what the gemara means.
1: Where does it say that avodah zara could be batal b'shishim? Right? <laughs> it's mevatel. Isser, Esther could be batal b'shishim. Avodah zara is <laughs> batal b'maya.
0: No, in food?
1: <laughs> yes, sir,
0: uh, in food it's battle. In food it's battle. Rabbi So someone who doesn't keep Yom Tif, so the Chedo Ego comes back. Rabbi Isai. But that means you have to keep Chalamoid also. Because if you don't have the hours of Chalamoid, then you don't have the 360 hours. Ah. So that's the pesha in the Gemara. Kol hamavaze es hamoyados kilo even have
1: a disaster. And Shmini not considered
0: moi. It's a moi, but it's not one of the Shalish Lagolim. It's not.
1: It's
0: not right. Right. Shalish pomen baShani yekolzurah. Panei Hashem ukevachaga ma'asez vachaga sukas vachaga shavuos. Why are you
1: sitting
0: there? Ah, Rav Oysai, an amazing thing it comes out. Comes out that why did how is was Bilam coming to curse Klal Yisrael? What was his point of attack? Look at Targum in number sixteen. He wants to avoid that. V'chaza B'ilam, B'ilam, saare Yisrael. That really, he should bless the Jewish people. He didn't see any averos in them. Billam egla says, "Let me focus on the chidho Egel. Then I'll be able to curse Klal Yisrael." So how does Hashem respond to B'ilam? you're not going to be able to put your focus on the Chedo Ego, why? Because Kala Yisrael serves Shalai Shrigolim They serve the three festivals and based on what we're saying that the three festivals are So that's now we understand why Hashem doesn't tell them about Tefillin doesn't tell them about Torah. Bilaam is focusing on the Kavel egla. So Hashem says Shalai Shrigolim Beautiful We can add one thing this, I heard the name of a fellow it says like this Moshe Abinu Gets the Luchais God says Alright Leich reich Kishichis Amacha What does Moshe do With the Luchais? Break. Nothing break. Nothing break. He doesn't break them break. He says Thanks for the Luchais What does he do When he hears Kaiso serve the eagle? Nothing break. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing He comes down And the Pasuk says He sees the Egal Now he sees They're dancing Ah, says the Sfarno. When he saw they were happy about the Avera, Kishara shah smechem So when he saw that they were happy about the Avera, then he said it's impossible they could ever rectify it. Everybody does Averos. Right? Who doesn't do Averos? But when you're happy when you do an Avera, that means you're really into it. Says uh, Svarno, all hope is lost. So in order to be m'sake in the Egel, keneg and mida, you need to display... Simcha, what's the purpose of the shalish Rigalim? Says the Svarno, Tachagli, Shalash Pa'amim, Tachagli, Bashan number 15. Ke'inian, why do you have to be happy on Yomtif, Ke'inian, Yismach Yisrael, Pa'aisav, Hepuch Vayares Ha'egal, Mechaylais, the opposite of the dancing. So the Yomtif, the purpose of Yomtif, according to the Svarno, is to go exactly opposite of the Chero Egel. And now we understand a little bit deeper why the Yom and Taivim are Mavatal, the Cheto Because we you know, Min B'Shein Oimina, you can't just be Mavatal. It has to be Min B'Mina, it has to be the same thing. So therefore, the Simchas Yomtif, not only of Yomtif itself, but even Chalamayt, is Mavatal, the Cheto B'Shishim. And that's the union of why the Torah juxtaposes Eloy Kema, Seich, Eloy as Tishmar. And that's how Rashi derives that you need to keep not only Yomtif itself, but even Chalamayt. And that's why Hashem says to Bilam, um, "You can not curse Klal Yisrael because they serve; they eat the three regalim."
1: Okay. The, the, the people who, uh, who were happy at the ego—was that the 99 and a half percent, or just the half percent who contributed? Who was who was Chayra, the Only the ones that made it. So, so, so the 99 and a half percent suffer because of the yes. half a percent.
0: They should have yeah, spoken yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Rabbi Yisrael, so let's just end. It's not on the sheet. Uh, we still have a few moments. There's a Pasuk in this week's parasha. It says, Moshe Rabbeinu says to Rabbi Yisrael, ha show me your glory. So Hashem says, No, l'kilo, you're an adam v'chai. You can't see God and live. So Hashem says, I'm going to put you in samticha b'nikras <laughs> at sur, t'sakhoi sikapi olecha, v'hoya b'avor k'voidi, Right? you could see my back, you can't see my front. What's that supposed I mean? You can see God's back, you can't see his front, he doesn't have a back, he doesn't have a front, why one you could see, why one you can't see. What's a pshat? So Chassam Soifer writes in the Torah, it's Moshe, a pshat, but it's really based on a, a story that happened to him, and the story is recorded in the biography of Chassam Soifer, in the Sefer Chod HaMeshulosh, on page Samach Zayin, in the footnote, in the old print. And the new prince is on a different page. But in any event, Hsamsuifer says like this. Hsamsuifer says that when he was a Bacher, he was learning in the city of Mints. And, uh, they were, The you know, it was in time of, the, of uh, France, was at war with Austria. And the French soldiers were in the city of Mints. And they uh, made themselves home in many people's houses. So Hsamsuifer is sleeping in a rich guy's house. The rich guy is providing for him. And next to him, in the same room, was a soldier. And the soldier was very impressed with the Hsamsuifer. And he said, you know, teach me something. What do you want to learn? I want to learn Lashen Kaidash. So no, it's okay, I don't really know. You have to do it. If you do it, I'll shine your shoes and I'll do your laundry. Shamser is not interested in teaching this French soldier Hebrew, but he has no choice. So he teaches the soldier Hebrew. Fine. 30 years later, Shamser is the Rav of uh, Preshberg, he's Rosh of the Yeshiva in Preshberg. And um, again, it was during the war. And uh, Preschburg was mamish in the epicenter of the war, right? The Chassam Soifer writes about how, you know, the missiles were, were shaking the city. And uh, someone tattled on him that he's a spy for the Austrian army. He's taken to the judge. The judge takes one look at Chassam Soifer, He faints. So he takes the Chassam into the other room. He said, really, anyone who's suspected of uh, being a spy is uh, killed immediately. But I know you very well. 30 years ago you taught me Lashon so, so if Sofer remembered you're off the hook so, if Sofer says as in the Pasuk, that in life as events unfold we can't understand why they're happening we don't understand why they're happening why does this happen why does that happen cool. certain things take place you can't understand why they happened but after the fact hindsight is 20 to 20 whether in this world or in the world to come we'll be able to look back and see Exactly why it happened. That's the pshat about the Rebbe, the Rebbe says The um the says, "Vera Rebbe you'll be able to understand me from behind after events have transpired. But Upanai, as they're unfolding, you can't understand why they're happening. I the have has a